Welcome back. The final week of the regular season. And for once, our season's not over because usually at this point, this is the last game of the year. But the playoff-bound Giants will play also at the playoff-bound Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants have nothing to play for. I think we all know that by now. There was a lot of speculation and you know, fans discussing even, should the Giants bench their players? Me, personally... I was okay with that. I would be fine benching some of the main guys like Saquon and, and Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence and, you know, a Dory Jackson if he was going to play and guys like that. And even Xavier McKinney because, like, why risk it? He came back, played a game. I mean, maybe you want to get his reps in, but there's just so many different ways to look at it. But, um, yeah, so we'll talk about this game and we'll talk about the NFL spread picks for week number 18 here. I actually went 10-4 and four last week, which is a shocker for me because I've had a rough season with the spread picks. But So these teams played... Uh, a few weeks ago in week number 14, the Giants were home. They lost 48-22. Was not much of a contest. The Giants were a bit more injured at that point, but the injuries do kind of still come into this game here as Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams are already ruled out, and Adoree Jackson is already doubtful. So not a good place to be in right now. But once again, if you're a Giants fan, it's going to be a relaxing week, I think. We know the Philly-Giant matchup. There's a lot of intensity and a lot of hatred. But at the same time, if you're a Giants fan, like you have what you need wrapped up. If the Giants win this game, it doesn't matter about the seeding. If they lose this game, it doesn't matter about the seeding. It's still a great season either way. So, you know, the Giants do have a chance, though, to spoil the Eagles' first seed chances. I do believe if Philly loses and the Niners win, I believe, or maybe the Cowboys win as well, that Philly can fall out of the first seed. And, of course, that's big these days because the first seed in each conference gets a bye in the wild card round. So if the Giants can get Philly out of there, that'd be cool. But right now the Giants are 14-point underdogs at Philadelphia. We know the Giants don't have a lot of success in Philly. It's been that way for a while now. It seems like Jalen Hurts will be back for this game. He's missed the past few games. And since the time Gardner Minshew took over, the Eagles have not looked that good. They went 0-2. They did score 34 versus the Cowboys. I do believe one of those was a defensive touchdown by Josh Sweat. But they scored only 10 points last week against the Saints. A very costly pick six by Minshew to Marshawn Lattimore. And that was pretty much the game right there. So obviously a big quarterback upgrade for Philly if they do in fact get Jalen Hurts back. So I know there's like the argument of like, oh, the Giants can play their guys and get their confidence up. But like, you can also make the argument that what if Philly beats the Giants by a lot again? I mean, it's a 14 point spread. This might be the largest spread of the entire week. So what if the Eagles win this game? Not as bad as last time. I don't see 48-22. But what, let's say Philly wins this game like, I don't know, 33 to 17, like, that won't make them feel too good going into Minnesota or even San Francisco. Like, it's a different team, I get it, but you just came off a complete ass-kicking versus the Colts. Like, I figured if, if you were the Giants, you'd rather just keep your guys' confidence up and say, look, if we could beat a team that badly in the NFL, yes, it's the Colts, but still, if you could win 38-10, Daniel Jones had his best game in a long time. He looked fantastic. So, like, why even risk it? Why throw your guys out there? I just don't get it. Not even, like, the injuries, but just the confidence level. So that's my argument, but Brian Dable has a much better grasp on this team than I do, than any other fan does. So I trust Brian Dable for sure, and uh, I just hope it works out because, of course, as Giants fans, we've seen this year when they 
unnecessarily put Adoree Jackson in danger. It, you know, resulted in an injury and it definitely uh, cost the Giants a game or two because of his absence. So yeah, you don't want to see that. Anyway, let's run through the injuries. It's not going to be like this video is not going to be as, I guess, in depth as my other previews, because once again, this game doesn't really matter that much for playoff implications and things like that. But John Feliciano, questionable with a back injury. If he misses, I'm fine with that. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is going to play. Ojalari, Leonard Williams, they're out. Adoree Jackson, doubtful. 99% of the time when a guy's doubtful, he's out. So Adoree Jackson probably gone until the playoffs, hopefully. But he's getting closer. He's getting he's getting limited practices in. I'm assuming Adoree Jackson will be there next week in the playoffs. Xavier McKinney with a fingers injury, multiple fingers. Full practices every day this week. I'm assuming he's good to go. Philly, Lane Johnson at right tackle, arguably the best right tackle in football. He's out for this game. Avante Maddox, cornerback, he's out for this game. Josh Sweat, the guy who had the pick six versus Dak, he's out for this game. Sean Bradley, linebacker, out for this game. Quarterback Jalen Hurts, questionable for this game, but it does seem like he's going to play. Miles Sanders got a full practice in on Thursday, so he should be, or Friday, he should be good to go. So Philly's without a couple important guys, Lane Johnson, Josh Sweat, but of course they have a lot of depth, and that team will definitely still uh, be hungry for a victory here. So I don't know what to expect here for the Giants. I, I really don't know. I could definitely see a scenario where they come out and give Philly a very good battle. Or I could see a scenario where, like, they have the mindset of, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really think they're going to want this game as much as they wanted it last week. I know as fans, we care so much about the rivalry. We want to beat Philly. But, like, the players did what they had to do. Now, they won last week. They got in the playoffs. And now, like, this week, you're kind of just chilling. And I'm sure guys don't want to get hurt this week. This is not the time to get hurt. So that's why, for me personally, like, I'd rather just give these backups a shot. You have a decent backup quarterback in Tyrod. Even Davis Webb. Throw Davis Webb out there. I don't care. But, you know, guys like Gary Brightwell that would run very hard. Like, just, I don't know. I feel like you can make an argument for both sides. Of course, let me know in the comments how you feel about that because, um, you can definitely make arguments each way about how the Giants should play this. So I'm looking at a list of week 18 implied point totals because I'm I'm doing the math now. Like you're looking at the overall over under for this game is 43 points and the Giants are 14 point underdogs. So I'm thinking to myself, like they cannot be expected to score many points in this game, the Giants. And I'm looking at it right now on a website. The Giants are basically expected to score around 14 points. So um, it's not very good. You know, I'm not expecting to win this game. As I said, they need it way more than the Giants need it. So it is what it is. Only the Cardinals, who are led by, I think, David Blau these days, have a lower implied point total for this week. And you can definitely see a scenario where, like, it gets to halftime, the Giants might be down by a couple possessions, and... You know, Brian Dable says, all right, our starters got their reps in. Now let's just throw out the, the backups and we'll just go into Minnesota healthy or San Francisco. I hope it's Minnesota. But um, yeah, it's funny because like playoff matchups, they're such a big thing. I mean, you, you can't control them most of the time. Sometimes you do. Like I know as a uh, as a Nets fan for basketball, like I know in the last game of the NBA regular season last year, you had some teams losing on purpose to try and dodge the Nets and the Celtics were like, no, we're good. They'll keep playing and they swept the Nets. So that was a good idea by them. But um, I'm looking at it now and I'd much rather play Minnesota. I mean, I actually had a conversation about this kind of topic with Christy Entertainer. We kind of like reminisced on some old giant stuff off air one time. And I think we were talking about the 2011 season, how me and him both were on the same page about this, how, and I'm sure you guys remember this if you watched the Giants playoff run in 2011, that 
I forget if they played before or after the Giants. I honestly forget what order it was. I feel like this game happened first, but there was the Saints at the Niners. And the Giants would have played the winner of that matchup. Now, having watched the Giants play in New Orleans the past few years, you know, from like 2009 to 2011, they looked bad in New Orleans. They had no shot. Like, Drew Brees had that offense in the dome going stupid. And, like, the Giants, I felt like, just were would have been pretty outmatched if that was the matchup. But the Niners pulled off the victory. And after that, I felt so confident that the Giants were going to go into San Francisco and get that win. And, of course, it was a tough win. I mean, it came down to a last-second field goal by Tynes, but the Giants got it done. A couple of fumbled punts by that Williams guy who got the death threats, but <laughs> the Giants got the job done. So I remember sitting there watching that NFC um, divisional round game as Vernon Davis scores the touchdown, and I'm like just so happy as a Giants fan because I wanted that matchup. I just don't think a matchup in New Orleans would have been great for the Giants at that point. So, you know, I definitely want to play Minnesota. I'm not saying Minnesota's easy or anything like that. The Giants still be underdogs, regardless, whether it's at San Francisco, whether it's at Minnesota. But I think the Giants have a much better chance of beating Minnesota than they do San Francisco. And if this team is serious about making a Super Bowl run, you're going to have to beat teams harder than the Vikings, of course. You know what I mean? Like, if the Giants do get past Minnesota then you're going to face another great team that's even better than Minnesota. So you know what I mean? But hopefully that's what it comes down to, because I really do believe the Giants can hang with those guys. I mean, they lost by three. The Giants a few weeks ago played at Minnesota, and they didn't play their best game. They had they had mistakes. There was the fumble by Bellinger. Um, Jones had a pick. Um, I feel like there was a couple other stupid things on defense. Like, they, they made their own mistakes, and they still were in the damn game. So, like, I really do believe that the Giants play a clean game of football. Um, you know, the the defense for Minnesota is not very good, especially their pass defense. So I do think if the Giants kind of let Daniel Jones loose in that game and they play some good defense and win the turnover battle, there's no reason why they can't win that game at Minnesota. So I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. But once again, this game is not as important as what the Giants will face in another week from now. I guess the bad news for the Giants is that if they were to lose this game, they would finish out the year, I think, 3-6-1. Which, of course, is not that good. I mean, going off ever since that Seattle game, I mean, they were 6-1 and one at one point. Of course, that's amazing. But since that point, they have been like 3-6-1 and one if they lose this game, assuming they do. So um, that's the bad news. But, of course, once you get in the playoffs, anything's possible. But you'd rather have it be the inverse of, like, you start out the season slow, and then you get hot in the second half of the year, and then get in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it kind of sucks that they're kind of not limping in the playoffs because they had a dominant win last week, but the Giants were just playing much better overall the first half of the season. But that's what happens. The schedule gets harder. They played a lot more divisional games in the uh, second half, and the only team they beat in the division this year was the Washington Commanders. You know, they beat them by eight on the, uh, the kind of sort of pass interference by Darnay Holmes that was not called. So um, the Giants have a chance here to get two division wins, but if they lose this game, they'll go one, four, and one, I think it is, versus the division. But the Giants, they did their job beating teams out of the division. Like, you know, you look at Tennessee, Carolina, the Bears, Green Bay, Baltimore, and Jacksonville, teams that were not in your division, even the Texans. The Giants took care of those teams this year. That's why they got in pretty much. And maybe I'm thinking too much into this, but this game could sway some voters of opinions on the coach of the year like if Brian Dable as a 14 point underdog goes into Philly and beats Nick Seriani, the guy who's supposed to win coach of the year by now based on the betting odds now I will say if I was a voter I would pick Brian Dable no doubt about it like there, there's not even like a Giants fan bias in me when I'm saying that and you guys know I'm not biased anyway but I really genuinely genuinely believe 
that Brian Dable deserves to be coach of the year. Like, I think Nick Sirianni's done a great job. I'm happy for the guy, and he got mocked during his introductory press conference, and, like, you know, he's definitely been a really good coach so far. But for what the Giants have been through since 2017, for Brian Dable to take over a team that was not supposed to do much of anything this year, and the Giants at no point were over 500 at any point in the last five years, and for Brian Dable to get them over 500 the entire year and make the playoffs, I mean, it's, you know, I think it's really amazing of what he did. And of course, the team as well. It's not just the coaching, but coaching's huge. We saw that this year. Coaching's definitely huge. And Warren Sharp on his Twitter account went on a whole rant about why Brian Dable should be coach of the year. And I 100% agree with that. So I'm not saying that will be the case, but if I was a voter, I would pick Brian Dable. But what I am saying is if the Giants do win this game, that right there can hopefully, you know, maybe swing a few more votes Brian Dable's way. It might not change everyone's opinion. I get it. But still, I mean, so to win this game, it'd be awesome. So we'll find out if the Giants can hand three straight L's to the Eagles. So yeah, my main takeaway is just how much do the starters play? Do they play them the entire game? Is there a reason? Like when I looked at the spread, you guys probably, if you watched my video reacting to the Colts game, if you watched the entire video late into it, I went into this game, I went to like the advanced spread and I'm like, oh, plus 14. All right. They're definitely benching their starters, but Brian Dable has said they're going to play the starters. So, you know, when I saw the plus 14 initially, I was like, oh, there's no chance the Giants are playing their starters. They're definitely resting guys. But then you hear they're playing guys and it's, it's confusing. Like, are the Giants that much worse than Philly where they should be two touchdown favorites versus you? Like, I don't understand that. So that kind of makes me speculate. Like, how much do the starters actually play? Because if the Giants were planning on playing their starters all four quarters, I don't know why Philly would be favored by 14. I get Philly's a better team than the Giants, and they beat them by a billion points last time they played a few weeks ago, but plus 14's a lot. Like, we're talking, like, that's the same exact spread as the Cardinals versus 49ers this week, and the Cardinals have David Blau, no DeAndre Hopkins, like, they have nobody. So, like, for the Giants to get that amount of disrespect is pretty crazy. So, I don't know. I, I don't really know if the starters will play the entire game, but I am interested to see how Brian Dable goes about it. But yeah, hopefully they do it. It would be awesome to knock Philly out of the first seed and get that buy away from them. That'd be pretty funny. So hopefully they find a way to do it. Um, all right. So spread picks, as I said, last week was the best week for me, 10 and four. I took L's with the Rams. I took L's with the Jets, who that was a rough showing by the Jets. I took an L with Philly last week, who just flat out lost the game. And I took an L with San Francisco, who had a Pretty bad defensive performance versus Jarrett Siddham. Not expected. Um, all right. So for the Saturday games, we had the Chiefs at the Raiders. The Chiefs are favorites by nine and a half. I will take the Raiders because the Chiefs just don't cover these big spreads. I don't know what it is. I think they covered one. They covered the one versus Seattle, but I feel like the Chiefs are probably like one in four in these very big spreads. Not that nine and a half is like huge, but you know what I mean? It's, it's over two touchdowns. I mean, not over two. It's over a touchdown. So... I'll take the Raiders here. I think Jarrett Stidham coming off a great game. You know, hopefully he stays hot. We'll see. Titans at Jaguars. This is a big game for the division. Jacksonville favored by six and a half. Joshua Dobbs, quarterback of the Titans. I feel tempted to take the Titans, and I will, because I feel like a lot of people will take Jacksonville knowing that the Jaguars are more healthy. The Titans have no quarterback. The Titans have been awful lately. 
I choose to believe that Mike Vrabel is a good coach, and he's been over nine wins every year of his coaching career for a reason, ex- except for this year. They're seven and nine. But at one point, they were like seven and three or seven, seven and two, maybe. I forget. The Titans were good at one point. So then they got very injured, started losing a lot of games. But I think the Titans will hopefully keep this close. I'll take the Titans plus six and a half, but I do think Jacksonville wins the game. Sunday's games, Buccaneers at Falcons. The Falcons are favorites by four. And I did see Todd Bowles wants to play his starters, so I don't know why the spread is the way it is. I mean, obviously, in a regular instance, you would not see the Falcons favored over the Buccaneers right now. So I'll take the Bucks. It feels like a trap, though. It really does. I don't know. I, there's something about this line where it's like, why the hell are the Falcons favored by over a field goal? You know, it just doesn't make sense. But I, I'll take the Buccaneers. I'll take the bait. I will take the Buccaneers plus four. Patriots at Bills. Of course, the Bills, it's, you know, a scary situation happened on Monday night, and we'll see how they bounce back from that. But, you know, DeMar Hamlin seems like he's doing much better, thank God. So that was great to see. But the Buffalo Bills are favorites by seven right now. Um, I'll say the Patriots cover. I don't love it. I I don't think the Patriots are that good. I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of throw shade at them every week. But I I will say the Patriots cover here. I'll say the Bills win this game by three or four points. So I'll I'll take the Patriots plus seven. Vikings at Bears. Minnesota favorites by six. I'll take Minnesota. I mean, I think Minnesota still has stuff to play for. And the Bears are now without Justin Fields. It's probably going to be like Nathan Peterman or Trevor Simeon. So you know what? Just give me the Vikings. I'm not even going to play that game. So I'll take the Vikings minus six. Ravens at the Bengals. Lamar Jackson probably not playing again, and I think um, Huntley is questionable for this game. He'll probably play, but Cincinnati favorites by nine. I'll take the Bengals. I mean, I guess technically they had a lot of rest. They only played one quarter on on Monday, so I mean that does help technically. But um, the Ravens have not looked good at all, so I just will, I'll take the Bengals. They look like the much better team right now, and you know just like Buffalo, I don't know how they're going to react coming off a game like that and that whole circumstance. But I guess you know the Bengals are the much better team. They should win this game by a lot. So give me Cincinnati minus nine. Texans at Colts. We have Indy minus two and a half. This game's hilarious. Like. I don't know I don't know who's gonna watch this game I think there's a chance the Texans can lose the first pick I'm trying to think who which other team is that bad where they might be fighting for that first pick I'm, I'm trying to look right now oh it's the Bears so if the Bears win and the card uh, if the Bears win and the and I'm sorry if the Bears lose and the Texans win I think the Bears have the first pick which would be pretty interesting so um, obviously, if you're a Texans fan, I'm sure you'd rather just lose. I don't know why any Texans fan would want, would want to win this game, um, but we've had this argument as Giants fans too, so I, I, I don't know why some people would want to win this game. Texans at Colts, so Indy, minus two and a half. I will take, I'll take the Texans. I think they win this game for some reason. I mean, we saw how bad Indy is. I'll take the Texans. They might just F around and win this game for whatever reason, so lose the first pick. Give me the Texans plus two and a half. Jets at Dolphins. I think it's the um, Flacco versus Skylar Thompson, I believe, is the quarterback matchup, which is like... I don't know. That's rough to see. So the Dolphins are pretty much in much uh, must-win territory here. The Jets already got eliminated from the playoffs. I will take Miami. They have something to play for. The Jets don't. Um... I don't know. I really have no other explanation here. I think Skylar Thompson's looked okay this year. He had a very nice play last week and found Mike Gusecki for a touchdown. So I don't know. I can see the Jets winning this, of course, with Joe Flacco, the veteran, but the Dolphins, they need to win this one. So I'll take Miami minus three and a half. Panthers at Saints. Saints by three. 
It feels like a trap, so I'll take the Saints. I feel like they want you to take Carolina. I feel like the perception is that the Panthers are a better team than the Saints. The Saints quietly have seven wins. I mean, they're not good, but like, still, I'll take New Orleans minus three. It's not by much. Um, Browns at Steelers. I'll take the Steelers. I'm riding this Mike Tomlin over 500 thing. It's going to happen. Pittsburgh's favorites by two and a half. Um, the Browns have not looked very good. So, yeah, give me Pittsburgh minus two and a half there. They'll get to nine and eight and possibly make the playoffs if a couple other teams lose. I think they need the Jets. They need the Dolphins and maybe someone else to lose, or maybe that's it. So, Maybe the Steelers find a way to get into that last wild card spot. Chargers at Broncos. Denver favorites by three. Sheesh. So it seems like the Chargers will not be playing their starters. Um, I'll take Denver. I mean, I don't know. They they kept it very close last week. First game without um, Nathaniel Hackett. So yeah, I think Denver can probably keep this one close. So I'll take Denver minus three at home here. The Giants are at the Eagles. Philly minus 14. I'm kind of battling my head and my heart right now. Like my my brain is telling me take the Eagles. My heart's saying take the Giants. I'll take Philly. I'll take you. Screw it. I'll take Philly minus 14 because that line is ridiculous and I, I think something's up. So I'll take Philly minus 14, but who the hell knows? Rams at Seahawks. Seattle minus six. Um... I'll take Seattle. They have to win this game. The Rams looked pretty bad last week. They only scored like 10 points versus the uh, Chargers defense. So Seattle bounced back last week. They looked very good versus the Jets. Seattle's at home again this week. So I'll, I'll take Seattle here, minus six. Cardinals at 49ers, a 14-point 14, uh, spread once again. The Niners are favorites by 14, obviously. I saw Debo Samuel's back this week, which is nice. Of course, he comes back right after I lose the fantasy finals, but hey, good for Debo Samuel. Um, but yeah, I will take the, I'll take the Cardinals, Cardinals plus 14. Don't love it. San Fran's going to play to win this game because there's a chance they get the one seed. Um, they won't know the outcome until the Giants uh, play the Eagles and they play at the same exact time. So it's not like the uh, Giants-Eagles will wrap up first or something like that. They're going to play at the same time. The Niners will go all out to win this game, but 14 is a lot. I'll take the Cardinals for some reason. I mean, David Blau, he covered last week. Let's do it again with David Blau. Uh, Cowboys at Commanders. Commanders are starting Sam Howell, so his first NFL start comes in a pretty rough spot here. The Commanders are home, which helps, but Dallas favorites by seven. I'll take Dallas. I will say that the Cowboys defense gives the rookie quarterback making his debut a rough day, and they have a couple turnovers, and Dallas wins this game. Hopefully, Dak Prescott does not turn the ball over either a couple times because that would hurt. Uh, the last game, so this is also for a playoff spot, basically. The Lions are at the Packers. If the Packers win, they're in, I believe. The Lions, though, they need somebody else to lose. I think they need Seattle to lose. And, of course, Seattle's favorites by six, so it's not, like, very likely, but still possible. Green Bay minus four and a half. Give me Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins this game. They lost the first one at the Lions earlier on this year. That was the game where Rodgers had, like, two interceptions or three, actually. It's just a very uncharacteristic game for Aaron Rodgers. So I'll take the Packers here minus four and a half at home. Must win. They're on fire. They've won how many in a row now? They've won one, two, that's only four. Only four in a row, but it feels like more. So the Packers, I mean, they were pretty much dead at one point. But um, the Packers, with a win, are going to make the playoffs, which is pretty crazy. And I'm sure whoever is playing them does not want to see them. I think the Niners right now would be slated to face them. And I can definitely see that upset. I mean, we'll talk about the playoffs at some point. We'll do the playoff preview and, and stuff like that. But I can absolutely see... 
the Packers kind of upsetting San Francisco, especially if Brock Purdy's still the quarterback. Not not to take a shot at him, but like it's a playoff game. It's a different atmosphere, and Rodgers has been there. Of course, you know, San Fran demolished the um, Packers in the 2019 AFC or NFC Championship game, and that was at San Francisco as well. But I don't know. That was Raheem Mostert running for like 250 yards, and they don't have him anymore. So you never know. But that's that's a tough team to play in the first round. I mean, you think like of a seven seed, you're thinking of a bad team, but the Packers are good. So that will be interesting. All right. So we've been going on for a while here, but I'm sorry there wasn't much to talk about with the Giants game. As I said, not much of it matters. Just make it out healthy. That's all I care about. Make it out healthy. Don't make an ass out of yourself. That's all I care about. Two things. Make it out healthy and don't lose by like, I don't know, don't lose by 20 plus. That's all I ask for. So. If they can do that, I'll leave the game just content. That's pretty much it. If they win the game and knock the Eagles out of the uh, first seed, that's very cool. But also, you know, I care more about my team than Philly. Like, it's it's cool because it's a rivalry, but at the end of the day, I'm a Giants fan, not an Eagles hater. So, it is what it is. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday night, and enjoy your weekend.